Welcome everyone. This is the Ziggler show episode 441. Today we listen to Zig talk about an exercise that will change your life. The exercise that from those who have done it, we get more positive testimonials about than for anything else Ziggler offers. Imagine if you wanted to lose 20 pounds of fat or gain 20 pounds of muscle and you only had to do one exercise for two minutes in the morning and two minutes at night. Well, that exercise doesn't exist for those results, but you can reprogram your brain and self-image for success with this exercise. Here we go. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Today's show is brought to you in part by Audible, who has an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more. I use it every morning while I work out. Get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial at audible.com slash Ziggler. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Ziggler. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Miller, your host of The Ziggler Show. Today we're going to hear from Zig, about 14 minutes, and he's going to talk to us about something serious. If there was ever a message to hear or hear again, this is probably it. I brought this show, I brought the Ziggler show itself back to life in November of 2014, two years ago. In the 27th show that I produced, it was number 320, it was on May 31st, 2015, I titled titled it The Most Life-Changing Thing You'll Ever Encounter. It's been downloaded almost 60,000 times. What's it about? self Talk Zig Ziglar's self-talk cards, which you can download right now for free at Ziglar.com slash self-talk. What it's about is reprogramming your brain and therefore your image and therefore your performance and therefore your results, your successful results. Folks, today we're all living up to the level of success that we see for ourselves, that we believe for ourselves. We're all self-fulfilled prophecies for better and worse. So let's change and up this prophecy. That's the point of today's show. And Tom Ziegler and I dig in after Zig talks here, and we really just get into the realities, the challenges, the difficulties, but then the power of this simple exercise that, as you'll hear during the show that we recommend upon Zig's recommendation that you do first thing in the morning, two minutes, last thing at night, two minutes, maybe put one in during the day as well, but how uncomfortable it can be, but how powerful it is and how really simple it is. It's merely an exercise folks, an easy habit to do. So on that note, here is Zig and then we will dig in. In all the years I have been doing this, 
I have never come across anything with the incredible impact that talking to yourself has. There is no question about it. Uh, I will give you several examples, but I want to start by telling you about a man from Birmingham, Alabama. I did this uh, in October of 1992. And uh, when I finished the, the seminar, he came up to me and said, Mr. Ziegler, I was in Montgomery three years ago when you were down there. You didn't put those self-talk cards in the tapes then, so I made my own. And he showed me his card, which wasn't nearly as sophisticated and as nice as ours is. Uh, but he had it. It was a five-by-seven card with all of these qualities on. He said, every morning and every night for the last three years, I've gotten in front of the mirror and with excitement and enthusiasm said, I'm an honest, intelligent, goal-directed, organizer. Uh, he went right down the list. And he said, uh, it just was every day, every morning, every night. And I said, well, what's happened since? He said, well, I'll tell you this. My income's up over 500%, 300% the last year alone. The man sells real estate. Put your memory count back on. Where was the real estate market in 1990, 1991, 1992? It was as bad as it's been in my memory. And yet the man understood something. See, I don't want to be negative. I'll be like the little boy that came home and told his dad one day. He said, I'm afraid I flunked a arithmetic test. His dad said, son, that's negative. Be positive. He said, dad, I'm positive. I flunked that arithmetic test. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, I'm going to be absolutely positive that you're not going to have total impact individually on the national economy. But I can tell you right now, you can do an awful lot about your personal economy. This man up five 500%, 300% last year alone, selling real estate. He understood it's not what happens out there, it's what happens in here. See, I don't care how good times are, there's some folks that are still going to struggle, not be able to get a job, not going to be able to thrive. I don't care how good times are, that's going to happen. And I don't care how bad times are for some people, they're going to thrive regardless. They're going to get rich in the worst of times. I can tell you this has the biggest impact of anything I have ever seen. Here's what the Birmingham man said to me. He said, Mr. Ziegler, I got in front of that mirror. I started claiming those qualities with a lot of excitement and I was doing real good until I got down to the part which said, I am always punctual. Now he said, Mr. Ziegler, when I said that to myself with excitement and enthusiasm looking in the mirror, he said, I couldn't have it. I just broke down and started laughing. Biggest lie any human being has ever told in their life. I'd never been on time for anything. I was late for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was late more times for school than any kid that ever graduated from Montgomery High School. I was late for appointments, for golf, for church, and to mean it was what it was. I was late. And he said the first time down the line, and when I said I am punctual, he said I must have lost 10, 15, maybe 20 seconds. But he said, then I asked myself a question. Why was I late? He said, I answered the question by saying, I planned on being late. Then I asked myself the other question, why did I plan on being late? And that's the answer I just hated about myself. I planned on being late because I was egotistical, thoughtless, inconsiderate, self-centered. Every negative thing that you can imagine. What I was saying without saying it was, look, my time is very important. I might get there on time and you be late. Your time is not worth much because you're not worth much. And so you go ahead and wait for me and I'll get there at my convenience. 
And he said, when I fully understand it, and let me say it again, this happened the first time he went down the list. He said, when I fully understood that, he said, that day I made myself a promise that never again under any circumstances would I ever be late for anything again. And he said, Mr. Ziegler, in three years, whether it's being home in time for dinner that my wife has cooked, whether it's a ball game with my son, an appointment with one of my salespeople, whether it's a, uh, an appointment at the church, whatever it is, he said, I've been on time. 100% of the time. He said, oh, I'm excited about the extra money, but let me tell you the real joy. You cannot believe how much better my relationship is with my wife, my kids, my staff, and how much more business they're doing because now they know they're working with a man they can absolutely trust. My word is my bond. Folks, it's the most exciting concept. Let me tell you why I can speak with so much confidence that this has worked. Every one of those qualities is a biblical quality. I bet you didn't know you knew that much about the Bible, did you? Right there, every single one of them are biblical qualities. Now, let me tell you another story right quick. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you two more fast stories because I think they're so important. Larry Majors received a phone call from a gentleman from Los Angeles several years ago. It was on Thursday morning. And uh, the guy said, I was at the seminar Zig did on Tuesday night. And he said, I bought this set of How to Stay Motivated tapes and got the card in it and all, and I paid for it. And that night when I got in front of the, uh, the mirror and went down the list, he said, I'm doing real good until I got to the word integrity. And when I said, I'm a man of integrity, he said, that bothered me. I turned over two or three times that night. Didn't sleep real good. Next morning, Wednesday morning, I got back in front of the mirror. I claimed those qualities again, and I was doing good until I got to the word, I'm a man of complete integrity. And he said, really, it kind of bugged me all day. Wednesday night, last thing I did was the list, and said, man, when I got to that word integrity, I had a horrible night. And Miss Laurie, he said, when I got up this morning and got in front of that mirror, when I got to that word integrity, I knew I had to call you and tell you what happened. He said, I bought the motivational tapes and paid for them. When I got home, in my bag, there was a series of those videotapes developing the qualities of success, and I did not pay for them, and I'm really embarrassed. Laura said, oh, don't be embarrassed about it. Accidents happen all the time. Long pause. He said, Laura, it was not an accident. When nobody was looking, I put that package in my bag. He said, I must pay for them. Something happens. Something happens. The eyes are the windows of the soul. Something happens to you when you get in front of that mirror, look yourself in the eye, that changes lives. You cannot say, I'm a considerate, caring, loving person. I'm sincere. I care about others. I'm sober. I'm an extra miler. You cannot get in front of that mirror and claim those. And then abuse your mate. And let me tell you something else that's very exciting about this. Referred to it just very briefly a little bit earlier. Did you know that 175, now this report is about 20 years old. I'm not certain it would still hold true today, but almost. Did you know that 175 of the CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies are former United States Marines? That's right. 
Now, what do they teach in the Marines? They teach these qualities right here. Honest and having goals and organized responsibility, commitment, self-starter, optimistic, enthusiasm, decisive. They, they, they teach all of those things. Those are the qualities that are good in the Marine Corps. They're good at home. They're good, ladies and gentlemen, in every phase of your life. And these are the qualities, most of these, you used on the day before vacation. I'm going to tell you one more story. I'm a golfer. I've already talked about that earlier. David Ogren was a on the PGA for a number of years. He now owns his own golf course just outside of Houston, Texas. David Ogren, and this appeared in uh, Link's Talk. I never knew this had happened until long after I'd read it in Link's Talk, and I met uh, David then. He and his wife and a couple of other PGA players had dinner in our home. David Ogren said, uh, I was struggling. He said, I picked up a set of Zig Ziglar tapes there at an auction and nobody else was bidding on him. It was a Christian auction and I didn't want to see him go away. So I, I, he said, it was just as far as I was concerned, it was a donation to charity. But it covered all of this motivational stuff and had the self-talk card in it. And he said, I started listening and I started talking to myself. And he said, I will testify to anybody that as a direct result, this was about five or six years ago, as a direct result of this, he said, in the next 15 months, I won a million two hundred thousand dollars And that included winning the Texas Open. Now, that was the days before you didn't have the five and six hundred thousand dollar winner jackpots. He said, I'm the one that dueled Tiger Woods down to the last hole in the uh, Colonial Open. And he said, I give this credit for it right here doing exactly what I'm talking about here folks and I'm talking to you now about you these qualities right here they're all in the card you need to use these cards they're put there for a purpose a very specific purpose if you will just forget about being embarrassed you know uh, you can get all right by yourself nobody else is going to hear it Uh, it's just you and uh, the mirror and your faith and if you will do it I guarantee you I've had hundreds of letters from people. Some absolutely revolutionize their life. Because you see, these qualities, as I've already said, are all biblical qualities and God's word simply does not return void. Let me also simply say that I have now been talking, if I've kept uh, uh, careful timing on this, I've been talking now 57 minutes. I told you that I was going to be talking an hour. It's going to run just a little more than an hour. But you remember I said early on that when I got through, you'd be more energized physiologically than it was when I started. Now, if that is true, I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask the question, and if it's true, throw your hands up. If it's not true, then just leave them right by your side. But now, even though I've still got a couple of minutes left, and even though I've been talking 57 minutes, right now you're more energized than you were when I started 57 minutes ago. If that's true, can I see the hands go up, please? Virtually every hand here. Let me tell you what I've been doing to you or what God has been doing to you through this process. Dr. Forrest Tennant, UCLA, did a study. And here's what he found. This was published in the May 1989 Meetings and Convention magazine. He attended a four-hour seminar that I was conducting, 6.30 till 10.30 at night. He took blood samples from a number of people before I started speaking. He took blood samples when I got through at 10.30. After 10.30, the dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, all of those other levels were up to 300% higher than they were when I started. Here is specifically what he said in case you can't read it from where you are. There is a biochemical basis for why people feel good after these talks. Something in hearing about success gives us an emotional charge that releases those chemicals into 
into the bloodstream. And that makes the body function better. And while these effects last for no more than a few hours, Tennant believes that regular doses of motivation will lead to better health, happiness, and achievement. I put it in the same category of helping your health as aerobic exercise, sleep, and three meals a day. Folks, as we'd say down home, that's stronger than dirt. But let me tell you, let me tell you another little bit to that story. He said, I believe now, he says, that regular doses of motivation will lead to better health, happiness, and achievement. Well, since then, he's done some more research. With these new high-tech microscopes, they have discovered that at the end of every cell, there is a little blister. Now, that little blister is a storage dump, if you want to call it that. And guess what is stored in that little blister? Dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, 300 different neurotransmitters. And what he's saying and what I'm saying is that if you will listen every day, every morning on the way to work, every evening on the way back home, you will build up an emotional reserve. And what it will happen is very simple. Though you might still get knocked down, like the latest skier though, you're going to bounce right back up. It will shorten your stay in the depths dramatically. And that's the reason this is so important. That's the reason I sell so hard to get you to listen to these and do these things over and over and over. That's the reason we made the tapes a part of this package. We get over 200 times as many letters from people who say the books and the tapes changed my life as I do from people who say your seminar changed my life. Now, the exception to that is our two-day born-to-win seminar, but that also includes the tapes. But by and large, when you hear something one time or twice or three times, we simply do not remember the important part. And besides, tomorrow's traffic jams of life will blot out much of the inspiration and motivation of the day. Okay, folks, before we dig into the issue of these self-talk cards A great resource to go deeper is Zig Ziglar's message on building a healthy self-image. It's an hour-long audio. You can get it at audible.com. But if you go to audible.com slash Ziglar and sign up for a free 30-day trial, you can get it for free. I mean, if today's message resonates with you, I'd encourage you, go get it now. Audible also carries nearly 40 Ziegler books and audios, along with the books and audios from nearly every guest we've ever had on the show, such as Rachel Cruz in show 440, right before this episode. Her book, Live Your Life, Not Theirs, is available there. I'm admittedly more of a reader than a listener. I have a harder time taking things in auditorially. But when I work out in the mornings, I can't do, I can't read then. And I fill my head. I want to with good stuff. So I do the Bible in audible. I got the new King James version voice only Bible. If you want something more, I spent uh, time listening to the Bible experience where the Bible is read and acted out by many of today's biggest movie stars. But folks, I mean, Zig is famous for his term of automobile university, meaning taking the time while you're captive in the car and get positive programming. This is where audible is the king for your car or while you're exercising or mowing the yard or anytime you can not just be entertained, but get inspired. You can do that. Now go to audible.com slash Ziggler to start your 30 day free trial and get a free audio book, audible.com slash Ziggler. 
All right. So Tom, let's get real with this idea of talking to ourselves. I mean, for those who have never really tried it and, and doing it a few times, is not really trying it. Doing it every day for a week is, is kind of trying it. But for those who have not done this, I think at the core, it's just hard to believe what's being sold here. I mean, I, I can, I can really, this is the question that I, I wonder if people are thinking, I, I can really talk to myself in the mirror and it's going to change the way I think about myself and I'll actually perform at a higher level. That's just not a normal logical thought process and idea and habit for any of us. Uh, I mean, I think we do, we generally see ourselves as we believe we are. And we think that's just it until something else tells me that I'm different or I'm better. And this is, this is very (laughs) countercultural. You know, it's the brain is an amazing thing, and and some people already know this about me. I'm, I I kind of call myself Rick Rusin, uh, one of our certified trainers, gave me this nickname. He said, "Tom, you're an intellectual engineer." I mean okay. that that's kind of just makes up who I am. And in fact, if you Google that or, or go to an online dictionary and you look up intellectual engineer, there's an acronym for that. The acronym is N E R D. <laughs> Beautiful. Nerd. Thank you. It took me a second there. So why am I telling you this? Because I am what's known as I love information. I love facts about our brain, the way we think, the way we're organized. And and Dad did too. I mean, he spent forty years plus of his life trying to figure out. How come some people could perform at a higher level and other people, they just got blocked at it? And here's what we know. This is what all the research says. The most important conversation we'll have all day is the one we have with ourselves. I mean, all the psychologists will tell that. So what does that mean? It means the story we tell ourselves determines what we believe and what we think. When we take a positive self-talk affirmation card and we read it out loud we're actually thinking it through our brain we're envisioning the words and then we speak it out loud there's something about speaking something that gives it life and then we hear it through our own ears and through our bone you know it sounds different when we talk into the air versus when we listen to a recording of ourselves but we're really the words are actually sinking into our bones And when we hear ourselves claim things about who we are, what we stand for, what we believe, the story that we have within ourselves changes. And it's it's just it's a fact. I mean, it's it's not even really open for uh, discussion or what we could do to that next level. Uh, But it's a reality. And, And I love the story. I think it was Seth Godin who told it first. And he talked about Ambien, and and Ambien uh, is this drug that people take in order to get sleep. And when they did all the study on it, what they found is Ambien has a lot of side effects. You sleepwalk, you people have accidents. Uh, I met somebody who fell into an empty swimming pool and broke his shoulder when he was on Ambien. I mean, this is bad stuff. Goodness. So the study was. How, how long do how much extra sleep do people get with Ambien? They get an extra on average 17 minutes. Wow. That's it. 
So why do people like the results they give with Ambien? Because Ambien is an amnesiac. You, you wake up in the morning and you can't remember anything since you went to bed the night before. So the story you tell yourself is, man, I slept great. I don't remember anything. And therefore, your body acts as if you got eight or 10 hours of sleep when the reality is you got 17 minutes of sleep more than you did the night before. The rest of the time, you're tossing and turning and sleep eating and walking and doing all that stuff. But because we tell ourselves, I slept great, our body then performs at that level. There's no denying it. Now, can we go on and on and on? Eventually, our body isn't going to respond, but it tells us that what we believe is a result of what we tell ourselves. And so if we tell ourselves we were born to win, we have all the seeds of greatness within us, we have the character qualities that will take us to the next level. And then when, when the negative starts hitting us or that bad thought, we immediately say, nope, that's the way I was now until now. Now I do this, now I take action. Now I'm proactive. Now I have a great attitude. When we start changing that story we tell ourselves, our results change because our beliefs change and our thinking changes. Our input determines our outlook. Our outlook determines our output. And our output determines our outcome. Well, and it, all, it all starts with what we put in, which is the self-talk car is the most powerful of all. Well, and I want to ask, so on the uh, on the, the detailed part of it, the science part of it, and I'm not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but that uh, the reality of what I learned of speaking to myself, looking in the mirror at myself, speaking the words out loud, because I would rather not do that. I'm not a guy that talks out loud. I would rather talk internally. I'd rather read something that's giving me positive affirmations. It's not comfortable at all to stand in the front of the mirror and actually do it. But I know that there are some literal scientific psychological realities to the impact it has on us as an exercise. And I know this is why Zig had us do it this way. He said, you know, I mean, we can do different things. We can record it and listen to it, uh, record our own voice. And there are some things that are good. They're good. But the actual aspect of standing in front of the mirror, face to face, in the flesh, speaking this thing, it feels, again, for, I'll, I'll own it for myself, it feels really uncomfortable, feels really goofy, feels embarrassing. Just be me by myself. If nobody even sees me or comes in or hears me through the other side of the door, it's embarrassing. But the power, I mean, there is a, and I don't know if you know it, Tom, uh, the details, but I know that there is some literal science behind why that is so uh, we can't, it, it, maybe it's undeniable. If we're speaking it, we just can't act different than what we're speaking. Yeah. You know, um, I, I have this quote and it says, what you feed your mind determines your appetite. Hmm. And I said that at a presentation one time and, and I was in Atlanta and this lady in the back of the room jumps up and she says, Tom, that's just like NASCAR. And I was okay. like, really? I mean, I was like dumbfounded. Tell me, what do you mean it's just like NASCAR? This is what she said. She said, yeah, you're going around the track 185 miles an hour. Uh, we, you know, we are driving down at this incredible rate of speed. 
our eyes, a NASCAR driver, their eyes have to look where the car is going to go. They have to look around the curve. Their eyes have to look where they want the car to go because at that speed, if they look at the wall, their hands will automatically adjust and they'll hit the wall. So in other words, where our eyes are focused is where the car will go. And it's the same way with our self-talk and the words that we use. If we go through life saying this to ourselves, don't eat the cheesecake, don't get mad, don't you know forget to do that job that you need to get done before five o'clock, guess what happens? We eat the cheesecake. We get mad and we forget to do the job. So our self-talk has to change. Hey, I love salads and asparagus and grilled fish. Man, I love that. That's that's what gives me energy. That's what makes me feel good. That's, you know, that's what makes me feel light and free and healthy. I love that stuff. And and so constantly I'm messaging myself, this is what I love. This is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm driving my car. I'm driving it to the healthy stuff. And guess what? Man, I always have a great attitude. I listen. I love listening to people and hearing them out because I own my attitude. I'm a responder. You know, I I always listen to what they have to say, and I think of the right way to say it. And when, when I don't understand something, I just keep asking questions. And projects, man, I get those done early. And I, I, my reputation and the, the, what I've built is that if people need it on Wednesday morning, I get it to them Tuesday afternoon. If they need it in three weeks, I get it to them in two weeks. In other words, my self-talk becomes what I want to be known for, what I am going to produce, the, the actions that I am going to take, not don't do that, don't do this, stay away from that. Oh, you always mess up. Mm-hmm. You're never qualified. I love that perspective of, of speaking the positive as opposed to don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, but I am. And I wanted to ask on that, Tom, because, you know, your dad talked about in the story that he, that we just listened to about the guy who came through and he's reading these along and he comes to the one that says I'm punctual and he just laughed because he knew that was not true. Well, on that, obviously all of us are going to read these self-talk cards that again, folks, you get it ziggler.com slash self-talk and you can download them there and you're going to read through these things and you're going to come across some, uh, some pieces that you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, that's a downright lie. I- I'm really going to say that to myself. So is there relevance though in taking these and saying, okay, these are statements, but we're saying them in initially in regards to these are expectations that we have for ourselves or even to the aspect of, I know it sounds uh, spiritual, but it's, am I prophesying? Is this a prophetic statement? I am saying this thing that I want to become. Is that a way to give ourselves a break from, because initially there's going to be some things that we say and we know it's false currently. Before Tom answers this very important and real question most all of us have, I want to thank Lenovo for their support of this episode of The Ziggler Show. With Lenovo's cloud infrastructure, imagine you have house guests coming but only one bedroom. 
What if you could order an extra bedroom for your guests that you could remove after they leave? That's the idea behind Lenovo's next generation data centers built for cloud computing. The cloud is all about giving your company the ability to expand and contract server space on demand without actually adding more hardware. Lenovo understands that on-demand access can give your company a tremendous competitive advantage. The faster you can scale up, the faster your development team can test new applications and you get new product features into market faster. But that kind of flexibility is worthless if your servers are down. Lenovo servers are number one in reliability and performance and you don't have time for that kind of downtime. Also, are you feeling handcuffed by proprietary hardware software relationships? Lenovo systems allow you to partner with leading software providers to ensure your cloud solution is best in class. Lenovo systems can even integrate with legacy software platforms to help get your cloud solution up and running quickly. Learn more about how Lenovo is transforming the data center at lenovo.com slash data center. That's L-E-N-O-V-O dot com slash data center. This is what dad taught, and I believe it. There's a saying out there that says, fake it till you make it. Right. We don't believe that. What we believe is we're telling the truth in advance. Hmm. We're telling the truth in advance. One of dad's legendary stories is the Tom Hartman story. And this is the guy who lost well over 100 pounds. And he was at the grocery store. He was still extremely obese. He was so obese that people would do the double take. They would look at him. That's how big he was. And he had been listening to the recordings over and over again. And in his mind, he started picturing himself as this thin, trim, trim, uh, trim, athletic man. That's what he'd been programming in. That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying to himself in a self-talk constantly. That's what he was listening to hours and hours and hours. He's in the grocery store and a five-year-old girl walks by where he is. And in the voice that only five-year-olds can have, she turns around, she points at him and she says, mama, look at that fat man. And so in the tape recording there, the recording that dad did, Tom Hartman turned around trying to find where the fat man was that she was pointing at. <laughs> and that's when he realized that he'd lost the weight hmm. because in his head, in his mind, he had already lost the weight. He was already thin. That's the day that he knew he was, he was successful. And so our mind does everything possible to complete the picture that it creates for itself. So when you start telling the truth in advance, I'm healthy. I, you know, I love, I love grilled fish. I, I enjoy the benefits of weighing the right amount. I, man, in my clothes, they just fit perfect. When we start that kind of self-talk, the mind has to complete that picture. It hates a picture that's not, that's wrong. That's incomplete. And so why not tell us, why not tell ourselves all the things that we can be rather than all the things that we don't want to be? Right. Because the brain has a hard time differentiating between uh, don't eat the fried catfish versus eat the fried catfish. It thinks it's the same. So, hey, tell our brain we're eating the grilled salmon. Amen. That's my That's favorite. Right there. 
That's what you're you, probably having that for dinner. I might that's, be. I might that's be. Thanksgiving for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, hey, so back on the guy, the story again, the guy who wasn't punctual. And, and then as, as Zig went on in the story, that the bigger issue was in realizing this is an area I don't succeed and asking himself why. I, I really honed in on that. I love that, Tom, that that's a big piece of this. So as we go through, so folks, listen, if you're going through the first time or if you're going through again, as you try this, this, uh, this exercise again, going through the self-talk cards and you find some that you know you are struggling with or an absolute failure at to ask myself, ask ourselves, why? Why am I not punctual? Why do I not, as the other story, why do I not feel I have integrity? Why? I mean, that's going to be a first for a lot of folks as they read down through there to say, to recognize, okay, I don't do that or I'm not strong there. Why? I mean, I, again, as an exercise, Tom, that's one where I thought, geez, I want to do that again and look down through the ones and the ones where I just, uh, of course, know that I'm at least weakened to go, well, Why? Why that, that right there seems like an incredibly powerful exercise. Yeah. The, the why, the, the reason I love the why is there are things that are hidden inside of us that we've kind of buried up, buried that we got to address and get out there. You know, why am I not punctual? Why do I not finish a project? Mm-hmm. You know, why do I do everything 90% instead of a hundred percent? When we start getting at that, okay, why do I do that? And we go back into our history and we go, ah, oh, that's it. That's the reason why that gives us uh, a new foundation to begin anew. Because if we go, okay, that's why I'm always late. I'm always late because uh, dad was always late. And dad was always late because it was his way of controlling everybody else. He wanted to make it about him. Do I want to make it about me? Well, maybe I do want to make it about me. Okay, if I make it about me, what kind of message does that send to everybody else? Oh, that's not a good message. You know what? I mean, how many of us are generous with people who we consider to be selfish? We're not. We're generous with generous people. That's why, you know, Rabbi Lappin says that opportunity seeks out the generous. So we understand why we're that way. Then we look at the consequences of that action. If I keep, if I get more and more selfish, what ends up with my life? We don't want to be there. I mean, that's what, that's what the Christmas Scrooge is all about, right? Somebody who's so self-centered, so selfish on everything, they get turned to Scrooge. Mm -hmm. So then we go to the other side of, okay, well, what if I became more generous? What if I was uh, 10 minutes early? What if, you know, and then all of a sudden the benefits start flowing out of it. So when we do that comparison of, of pros, pluses, and minuses of that, uh, that's, that challenge that we have, that fuels us and allows us to stick to it. But if we never dig into the why, if we never understand the consequences or, or the benefits of changing, then we're likely to keep doing the same thing we've always done. Yeah. And, of course, the challenge with that is we get the same results we've always gotten. Well, so on this, folks, as you, as you start trying this exercise – I think for some folks, you'll be able to add it in. You'll be able to start this and, and work on it and grow into it, and it will it will be great. You'll see those results. 
I think for some, in some of these aspects that we're talking about, it may be pretty profound, kind of like the stories that Zig talked about, where you have a big realization and an admission for yourself. I would call you to just have grace because we all are the same in reading those uh, cards that we realize, oh my goodness, I, I'm, I am lacking. So have some grace for yourself, but be willing to dig in. It may be a big, profound moment for you. It may be an epiphany, and that's great because that's the... Uh, the seed planting of something new that's going to grow. But to wrap up here, Tom, I do want to ask uh, on just some basic uh, shallow level specifics on doing this. Cause I know there's going to be some people that would really like to know. Okay. So, so when, so you do this, what are the, how do I first thing in the morning, last thing at night, how long should I spend some of those things? I know there's not a perfect answer, but you know, for, for those that get some comfort out of having some structure, give us some ideas here. Well, to me, the two best times to do it are first thing in the morning and do it in the mirror. So you get up, you, you, you can have your cup of coffee if you want, or you get your coffee, go straight to the bathroom. And if you're like me or most people, you kind of go to that quiet bathroom where nobody else is going to hear you. <laughs> and you look in the mirror, you just read it out loud and you'll be grinning. Your hair will be going sideways. You'll be thinking, man, this is ridiculous. That's the first time I would do it. The second time, man, I'd keep it in your pocket and in the car. You're driving down the road, you know, you're on the way to work or you're coming home from work, you're going to lunch, you're going to meet somebody. Just pop that baby out during the middle of the day and say it. Uh, at a, you know, don't do it while you're driving. I know some people who take specific uh, self-talk affirmations that they really want to work on. They'll just take the one. Like I'm a person of, of uh, discipline and I do what I need to do when I need to do it. So the day will come. I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. They'll, mm. they'll take something like that and they'll just put on their visor. It's almost like putting a scripture up there. They just mm -hmm. keep, you know, keep. Ref and then at night, sit down, read it out loud again to yourself at night, that confirmation. Those are the times I would do it. Uh, that's three times a day. That is a lot. Now, here's yeah. the crazy thing. Two minutes is how long it takes each time. That's it. That is not much. That is not too big of a commitment. I, you know, I do love the first thing in the morning, kind of that rudder of the day as my dad coined it. Uh, and I've been really cognizant, Tom, uh, for myself in do whether it's a self-taught cards or some scripture or something positive that is the last thing that I read or listen to before I go to bed, I'm so, uh, it's so daunting to realize that if I watch a crazy movie or listen to some, you know, bebop tune that I hear somewhere, uh, as the last thing before I go to bed, how I will often wake up in the morning and that thing is stuck in my head and the realization that it was bouncing around in there all night. Uh, that it bothers me because I've had times where I think that that is not what I wanted in there. So it's almost a, a fear of the Lord type aspect for me of, I, I've got to get something good right. in my noggin before I trail off to sleep. And this is a powerful one for that. Now you did mention something that I had wanted to say earlier too, that folks, you know, this is not a, you have to take Zig Ziglar's written words verbatim and not veer from those. If you want to take one out, if you want to add 10 in, these are go, go with the spirit here. Now he obviously has some profound specific ones in there, but take it and rewrite it. I did. I wanted to make it fit myself. And I did want to add in some things because there's some areas of struggle that he didn't mention that I have that I wanted to uh, address and speak, of course, 
the positive aspect of it. Well, this is huge. And Tom, you know, I, I told folks in the intro that uh, there's hardly anything from Ziegler that I have heard, uh, at least in regards to this show, that I've heard more testimonials from than the people who have actually downloaded the cards and they have taken the effort, made the effort to do them, to speak them, to go through the bumblingness of it, to go through the, uh, I missed a day here and there, I missed a week, but come back to it and have a little bit, uh, a length of time where they were fairly consistent. And the testimonials that we get back are just mind blowing. Uh, I, I think and that's probably what we should do. We should probably come on and read the testimonials. That may be a better pitch for this thing uh, yeah. than, than anything. Uh, it's profound. Um, uh, folks, again, Ziggler.com forward slash self-talk. Do yourself a favor. Uh, Tom, I, I, it feels like, can we exaggerate it? Can we, can we, can we expound on this any harder? Um, folks just need to do it. Absolutely. If, if you believe that you have untapped potential, and this is what I always, when I do this in front of a live audience, I do this. Okay. How many of you believe you have untapped potential? I learned this from Brian McFeeney. Uh, raise your hand. A hundred percent of the hands go, okay, I'll prove it to you right now. Raise your hand as high as you can. So everybody's raising their hand up. And then I say, okay, raise it just a little bit higher. A hundred percent of the people every time are able to raise their hand just a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. And I, and I go, man, this is crazy. I told you to raise your hand as high as you could the first time. Why didn't you do it? That's what a self-talk card is like. We might be happy or satisfied with where we are, but the reality is, is we, we can all raise our hand just a little bit higher. So what else can you do? that your only investment is two minutes of time by yourself when nobody's looking. Just you in the mirror, you in the car, you before you go to bed. What have you got to lose? What have you got to gain? I mean, the risk-reward here is unbelievable. There is no risk. And the reward is, it's priceless. Well, hey, on that, what you said, I'll I'll end us on this. There was a, it's been years now, it was Olympics probably eight years ago, and there was a gymnast, young gymnast, I think he was originally maybe from Costa Rica, uh, but was was an American citizen now and on the American team, but his dad, his stepdad actually was his coach, and they showed a lot of it in the Olympics because these guys had such an affectionate, emotional relationship, it was so powerful. And in one of the one of the routines, uh, the guy, uh, I think he fell flat in his face. Something went wrong. It was really, really bad. And he was struggling with his confidence. And so they went back. And, of course, they're trying this and trying that. And finally, though, and this was where uh, this, this clip was shown to me, his dad said, look, you've done all you can do. You've trained for this for years. Now just go forward and trust in the process. Get on the mat for the next routine. Wipe your mind clean and trust in the process. And that's what I feel like here with these cards, Tom, that no matter what we think, what we feel about them, just trust in the process. Get up there. Try to look yourself uh, in the eye, in the mirror, speak them. And if the first morning it sounds ludicrous, if the second morning it sounds ridiculous, if the third morning you just can't hardly even do it. This is the, the dumbest thing I've ever trust in the process. You're here listening to this show because you do have faith in this process of inspiring our true performance together. Tom, always a gift to do this with you. 
thank you. It's an honor to, to give this message. Folks, Ziggler.com slash self-talk. Do yourself a favor, trust in the process, and uh, you'll be inspiring your true performance. We'll talk to you in the next Ziggler Show.